The Chargers' run defense has been really good, but they must pass their biggest test of the season on Sunday if they want to avoid the upset. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, a.k.a. the Billboard Boys. But we've been covering the Chargers together for eight seasons together, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, Daniel, we're going to start with our keys for success starting on defense. Why it's going to be really important for the Chargers to be ready for the running game and to tackle in space. And on offense, why it's going to be really, really important to get Austin Eckler involved in the passing game. And then we're going to finish things up with our bold and game predictions. As we always do on every Friday show, excited for this one. Another primetime football game in a game at least you feel like a chance where the Chargers can go out there and, and maybe do something in primetime and maybe look good in primetime. We're going to tell you exactly how they can do that. But this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And David... It would be hard to know, based on how bad the Chargers' defense has been as a whole, just how much better their run defense has been in, in 2023. It's a night and day difference, and it doesn't feel as good when you're giving up a ton of huge plays on the back end. But overall, it's been great. But this weekend, they have a gigantic test. Because win or lose, the Chicago Bears are going to stay committed to the running game. And I don't think the Chargers, even going up against Derrick Henry and the Titans, even going up against the Dolphins really before their rushing attack really started cooking, this is easily, to me, their biggest test of the season because Chicago's going to keep running it and running it, and they're not going to get away from it if the Chargers don't make them. I mean, that's so true because you look at the numbers, and it's pretty staggering. The Chicago Bears are one of the only teams in the NFL that has run the ball more than they have passed the that's ball. Crazy. 205 times to 208 carries, and it's 208 carries for 989 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, and that's good for 141.3 yards per game. So you're going to be looking for Donta Freeman, who's going to be leading the charge, Dante and Foreman. Darrington yeah. Evans. Excuse me. Um, and Darrington Evans uh, are going to be kind of getting the rock for the most part. Their other guys are on IR are going to miss out on this football game. But uh, like Daniel kind of allu alluded to, the Chargers defense run defense has been way, way better this year. They are 10th in the NFL and rushing yards allowed at 96.8 per game last year. They were. 140 plus yards per season that's it's 47.4 yards less per game than they were last season it is a tremendous stark difference and it is going to be tested repeatedly in this football game it is and i think the most impressive thing about the chargers is 3.9 yards per carry is what they've allowed so far this season right like they were at 5.4 for this season Ugh. for the season that's like a, such an insane number it's that's disgusting like, it, so so bad easily the worst in the nfl last year and now they're they're pretty good and they've yeah. been good all season but they haven't had a team that's going to test them like the bears yeah. will right because especially when you're starting an undrafted rookie quarterback like tyson bajant right you're going to want to protect him by running the football in the quick game which we'll talk about all that but like listen to these box scores 
Against the Raiders, 38 carries for a buck 73. Against the Commanders, 32 carries for 178. Denver, 31 for 171 yards. And the Vikings, 36 for 162 yards. They've run for at least 162 in four straight games. They've ran the ball 30-plus times in four straight games. The first yeah. three games of the season, they didn't run the ball a sing- or they didn't run the ball 30 times in a single one of those first three games. The last four games, the biggest difference with this Bears team, committed to running the football. We'll see if Roshan Johnson, the impressive rookie from Texas, can go on this one, right? I mean, yeah. they will not have Khalil Herbert, who's now on injured reserve, but Dante Foreman is a really good player that he I is. was kind of hoping the Chargers would go after in the offseason, if I'm being honest. And also, you know, he's a physical runner. And the thing is, David, is their offensive line is much better run blocking than they are in pass blocking. Oh, right. So like they're going to play to their strengths there. And I think the one thing that if you can get, you know, stop the run, I'm looking at guys like Thule, right? Tackles for loss, things that are going to set them behind the sticks, things that are going to not let them throw the ball short in ways that they can rattle the rookie, David, because this is his second career start as, you know, the division two Heisman at Shepard University (laughs) and as an undrafted rookie, which is unheard of. But what happened the last time the Chargers played a rookie quarterback? Yeah, the game got way too tight because the offense fell apart, but they also sacked Aiden O'Connell seven times, forced three fumbles against him, right? Yes. And also intercepted him. When you go up in your second career game and you see Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa lined up healthy on the other side of you, if you get to him early, that's intimidating, man. That oh, can yeah. rattle a young quarterback and rattle the rookie just like it was against the Raiders. Absolutely a key in this game. And there's a big opportunity to do that against this offensive line. The Bears' offensive line is not good. It's not. They've given up 27 sacks injured too. Yeah. in seven games. And, yes, they're very injured. The, big, the guy that has the big red target on him this week is Darnell Wright. Five sacks and 23 pressures given up so far this season. He is the right tackle. He's a guy that you absolutely have to terrorize in this football game. And, you know, just like pretty much any other rookie, this guy, Tyson Bajan, only 5 for 11 and 45.5 completion percentage when he's under pressure. You got to light him up. You got to heat yeah. him up. But the only way that you can do that is if you stay out of those third and short situations. You cannot allow Tyson Bajan to fling it out to the boundaries on those quick passes and allow them to stay ahead of the sticks. You have to be able to get into those exotic blitz packages where you can send Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, Morgan Fox, and Tuli Tui Pelotu after that rookie quarterback. And if you get to him early and, and, you know, you really start to harass him and you hit him, he's going to start feeling pressure that's not there. And he's going to start making errant throws. And that's going to turn into turnovers and interceptions for you, which this defense desperately needs. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think you could definitely get a couple of floaters. It happened in the first game when he was pressing when they were behind in the Vikings. He, you know, got them back in that game after Justin Fields got hurt. And, I mean, Tyson Bajan was pretty impressive last yeah. week against the Raiders. You know, even with the 2.6 average depth of target, obviously yeah. not throwing the ball downfield. Not at but all. But, for I mean, to go win a game 30-12, to 12, you, you can't play terribly and, and win like that, right? Like right. He didn't turn the ball over at all. He didn't do some of the rookie things. And the Raiders just didn't show up. But, at the no. same time, like, the Chargers don't have any of their pass rushers on this injury report, too. But I think Hallelujah. it's great that you brought up the short game because according yeah. to Argumentan, the Bears run the second most screen passes in the entire league. It's what they want to do. And the Chargers are going to have to play it well, which means yeah. what? If you're the corners, you have to get off blocks and make tackles. It's going to be a big safety game as well. But as Lauren Cox said, if you don't stop it, they're going to keep doing it. And that is yeah. one of the huge keys in this game is for the Chargers to be able to play that well because it's stopping the run, stopping the short passing game, and then making them throw the ball down the field. 
Yeah, 65.1% of Tyson Bajan's throws have been 10 yards or less from the line of scrimmage. So expect that he is going to try to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Don't expect for a lot of checks. I mean, you're not going to see that from a rookie quarterback. He just doesn't have enough time on task to be able to understand how to get him you know, himself into better advantageous positions. You're going to see a lot of one read type of plays. You're going to see a quarterback that's going to try to get the ball out of his hands quickly. So if the Chargers defense can kind of, you know, frustrate him, confuse him, try to make him have to process and slow yeah. him down enough to make him have to process post snap, I think that's when the Chargers are going to have the most success. You got to, and you're going to see it. They're going to throw the ball to the boundaries. You absolutely have to tackle in space, get them on the ground immediately. And once you start doing that, maybe you can start taking some chances and then maybe try to jump jump some routes and go ahead and get some interceptions. Yeah, I'd love to see Zon, you know, jump one in this game. Absolutely. Back for a pick six. If you jump a screen pass, that's a house call pretty much every time. You know, they're running this way, you're running that way, it's game over. So. I think especially in the red zone when you have a little less space behind you and can have a little more help there, that could be a chance for you to jump something. Like we saw on the little pick play against the Raiders and a rookie quarterback, right, just throwing it to a spot, and Asante Samuel Jr. was there and probably should have took it back for a pick six. But I think that's huge. And the other thing is, is guess who they're going to throw it to? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. He's their best (laughs) receiver. So we can't go through this defensive keys for success without saying, Brian Staley, you cooked up some incredible game plans down the stretch against some bad teams last year. You need some of that in this game. And it starts with, hey, you know they're going to throw it to DJ Moore and give him and 15 Cole targets. Komet. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, but Cole Komet, even last week, you know, zero catches, zero yards. But at the same time, you know, that's one game. He's been good this year. He's been on one of my fantasy teams, is why I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Cole Komet, right? Yeah, stop slow DJ, DJ Moore. Moore down. Just stop slow him, him. down a Do little everything bit. everything you can to get in We have way. to get to our offensive keys for success. We're going to get into that and why the Chargers must protect Justin Herbert in their offensive line's best matchup of the season coming up right after this. First, though, you guys need to snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets win or lose you put five dollars down you lose your bet you get two hundred dollars in bonus bets so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action than right now because the app is super easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props which I love always looking through the player props over-unders and much more and the over-under for Sunday night football right now is eight and a half points it started off at nine and a half points and I said what a number's gonna come down this week right so it could get even lower and it's hard to imagine feeling very good about the Chargers winning by double digits. So they have the chance to show us, right? They have the chance to go out there and show us and get a double digit win so that people can cash in on FanDuel. And you guys want to get in the action, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. David, let's get to our offensive keys for success here. And I think the first one is super obvious. (laughs) But it's been anything but a given so far in 2023. And that's protect Justin Herbert. And that always seems obvious. But in this game in particular, they should do it. (laughs) And they should be able to do it. And it doesn't feel like it's too much to ask. Because me and you had the same thought process before the show. This is literally what I have in my notes. No Jalen Phillips. No Daniel Hunter. No Max Crosby. No Micah Parsons. No Chris Jones. And no Jeffrey Simmons. Those are the guys you're not playing in this game. Yeah, You've had the best of the best so far this year, right? Top five interior rushers, 
top five edge rushers are what you've gone up against. There's nobody like that on this defense. And the Chargers must protect Justin Herbert. Feels like he could snap out and turn into that guy we know he can be anytime. This is a great opportunity for the offensive line to give him the time to do that. Yeah, the Chicago Bears offensive line's given up a ton of sacks. Their defense has not produced a ton of sacks at all. Unfortunately for them, only 10 sacks in seven games this season. And so yeah. there's nobody on their defense that has more than two sacks. Nobody. I mean, it's Yannick Ngakwe that has two, and then, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, there's not really anybody else that's coming after the passer. So there's a big opportunity for Justin Herbert to take advantage of a secondary that is very, very injured. Also, their starting safety, Jaquan Brisker, is going to be out. He has mono, so he's going to miss this game. He's one of their better tacklers. He also has 17 run stops. So I would like to see him get or his replacement get targeted in in this game. I want to see them set up some shot plays. I really, really want to see them take advantage of hopefully some extra time protecting Justin Herbert and getting some explosions down the football field, hopefully to a returning Jalen Guyton. Yeah, and, and David doesn't know that Jalen Guyton's returning, but I we don't. have seen nope. at least his first full participation practice since his 21-day window was opened up. So if he doesn't play this week, he would basically have to come back next week because next week would be the third week of that 21-day window. Now feels like a good a time, as good as time as any, right? Josh Palmer yes. hasn't practiced all week. Quentin Johnston obviously hasn't been able to assert himself as the number two option or, you know, even number three option. And I think as far as this goes, I just want to see Justin Herbert be able to get to the third progression, yeah. right? Get to yeah. the fourth progression. Please. Those are all things I'd like to see, and that don't happen unless Justin Herbert gets time. But if you want to push the ball down the field, this offensive line has to take care of business and give yeah. him time from a clean pocket to deliver some strikes down the field. I thought That's last right. week was a step in the right direction for Herbert. I thought two weeks ago he was much worse than he was last week. I think the finger could feel a little bit better this week. And I think the Chargers need to punish in this ailing secondary, David, because, yes. yeah, you also not only is Brisker going to miss this game with Mono, you have Eddie Jackson, who's been banged up, too, and that dude is easily their most talented player, like the oh, biggest yeah. name on that defense, right? Definitely. And he's been slow to come back from an injury as well. Palmer has been – the Joshua Palmer has been their best offensive weapon the last two weeks, right? That's just what it is. Last yeah. week, five for 133, gets the fourth and 16, gets the deep ball early in the game and somehow didn't score a touchdown on it. But part of them punishing this secondary, find Tyreek Stevenson, right? He's yeah. a rookie. 10 receptions allowed last week, right? 19 receptions allowed over the last three games. I'm staying Ooh. away from Jalen Johnson, who had two picks last week. Yeah. I'm going after the guy, the rookie, and finding the best matchups, finding ways to get Keenan Allen involved with him in coverage and exploiting that all day. Absolutely, yes. You definitely want to take advantage of Stevenson. I, th- I love the idea of trying to motion Keenan Allen on to him as much as possible. I mean, Keenan Allen <laughs> literally made the Dallas... Cowboys corner fall out of bounds because he ran that route so masterfully. I can see something like that happening against a rookie corner when you have one of the best route technicians in the NFL. Definitely want to exploit that matchup and get Keenan Allen in as many advantageous positions as possible, especially when you might be without Joshua Palmer in this game. Yeah, and we'll see, right? I mean, Gerald right. Everett limited on Thursday after not practicing Wednesday. He yeah. he is a huge part of this game. Very much Joshua so. Palmer, I mean, we've seen him play through injuries and still be successful, right? Yeah. So I think that's what gives you a little bit of hope if he can get back. I think he finished the game. He was in the fourth and 16. I don't remember if he fully finished that last game, but I'm pretty sure he was out there. Yeah. as the waning moments were going in that Kansas City game before the final interception. But yeah, I think those are all things that can happen. But I think one of the big ways the Chargers 
can really assert themselves offensively in this game is getting Austin Eckler more involved in the passing game, man. Like it yes. feels like one of the more underutilized things we've seen this season, nine catches in three games, you know, three catches a game doesn't seem that low, but coming from a dude who's had 107 catches in the season, yeah, find the in the middle. Right. And I think yeah. the hard thing for me is like, I'm not just looking for dump offs and things like that. Even though if you give Justin Herbert time and they stretch the defense and they keep getting depth, it gives a lot of room for him, but we just haven't seen Austin Eckler in open space nearly enough this season. Right? Like yeah. when Johnson's not getting the ball as a yak guy, Darius Davis is in gadget play kind of situations, but Austin Eckler has been that yak guy. And one of the biggest reasons the Chargers have been able to sustain drives over the last few seasons and score points and score as many touchdowns as he has. So I want to see him get some schemed touches in this game, find ways especially David going up against an elite run defense to get Austin Eckler the ball in space. It's a hundred percent correct. I mean, that we had the same note. We talked about this as well, yeah. but um, I don't want to see the chargers beat bang their head against a wall repeatedly trying to run the football against one of the better run defenses in the NFL. You know, they're fifth in the league in rush yards allowed giving up only 82.3 rushing yards and 3.4 yards per carry, which is so the best I in the league. Yeah. yeah which is the, the best in the league. Yeah. Right. Which is, is, is why I don't want to see them try to run the ball repeatedly, even if they're in advantageous run looks. Get Austin Eckler involved in the passing game. He can help you extend drives and kind of clear out those lulls that you've had in the second second half. He, you know, he's a guy that can help you sustain drives, keep you ahead of the sticks, and keep you away from three and outs. And I think a, a really good way to do that is to get him lined up on the linebackers. You absolutely yeah. have to attack the linebackers in coverage in this game. Jack Sanborn, TJ Edwards, and Tremaine Edmonds have allowed 63 receptions on 75 targets for 658 yards and three touchdowns. That's a completion percentage of 84, 84%. And Jack Sanborn is particularly vulnerable. If you can get Eckler lined up on Sanborn, Sanborn has allowed 10 receptions on 10 targets for 128 yards this season. So you definitely want to find the linebackers and exploit that matchup as much as you can. Yeah, I agree. I like their offensive line being better at run blocking than pass blocking. Their front seven's better at run defense than they are in pass rush. So yes, that is where you attack them. Yeah. And that's where being able to give Justin Herbert time, right? Being able to let him find that last check down route and that last read, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, Austin Eckler has found himself open in the flats. A lot of people have pointed out in big moments. Yeah. Almost every time Justin Herbert has like a, a chest full of face mask, right? right? Like it's not like these are just things where he's getting to process everything from a queen pocket. And there's been just a very low amount of queen pockets. One thing to keep the pass rush back and, and keep their defense off you a little bit is by using Austin Eckler to kind of open things up with that yak ability that he has. The last thing, right, how to avoid an upset, right? How yeah. to make sure you beat teams that are worse with you, worse than you. Take yeah. care of the football. Right? That's the biggest thing. Like, the way you let them into this game is by not taking care of the football. Like, if you give them two turnovers, if you have a fumble in the red zone, if Justin Herbert throws a pick six, that's what gives a team like the Bears confidence that not only should they be in this game, but that they can win this game. It's huge. And play clean football, too. No penalties, right? Stop shooting yourself on the foot on both sides yeah. of the ball, not just on offense, on defense as well. Stop with the penalties, especially yeah. in those critical moments on those third and longs on defense and just in, on any situation on offense. Play clean football. Protect the football. Don't give this Bears team any other yeah. opportunities than they are going to get. That's it. Don't do it. Yeah, I totally agree. That's how you put teams away. That's how you beat bad teams. 
We haven't even seen the Chargers beat bad teams convincingly this season so far. This is a chance to do it. If you can take care of these things, you can go out and win convincingly in prime time. But do I actually think they're going to do it? We have to get into that, our offensive and our bold predictions coming up right after this. I do need to tell you guys first, though, about our friends at Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy sports made easy. With Prize Picks, you just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. And the more entries you hit on, the more you can win. If you hit on six players, you can get up to 25 times your money. And basically, it works like this. This week, you go with Justin Herbert to throw more or less than 274 and a half passing yards, or Keenan Allen to get more or less than 78 and a half receiving yards. If you hit those, you're in the money. If those are the two you go with, Keenan Allen has 79 yards, Justin Herbert has a 300 yard game, that's how you win. And with Price Picks, they have a ton of great promotions like Taco Tuesday, where you get a 25% discount on the projections you're looking at. So even better matchups. And they also have injury insurance, and no other daily fantasy sports can say that. That's why Price Picks are the best. And right now, you guys can go to pricepicks.com slash lockdownNFL and use the code lockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash lockdownNFL. Promo code lockdownNFL for a deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I also need to tell you guys about one of my just favorite things in general. And of course, I'm talking about DoorDash. Sundays are made for DoorDash. Football is made for DoorDash. Once that 10 o'clock game starts Pacific time, you can't leave your house and DoorDash is there to bring everything you need to your house without you even having to leave and right to your doorstep. But the best thing about DoorDash easily is finding the hidden gems in your community. And the, what we're locked on this week, the restaurant is Sunday gravy. This feels pretty fitting, right? If the best italian food in town and they are known for their cheese bread if you guys are looking for something to fuel you during football make sure you guys check out sunday gravy on doordash and they can bring it right to your house if you're next to so fire in the surrounding area we definitely suggest sunday gravy and you can even save some money because right now you can get 50 percent off up to a 10 dollar value when you spend 15 dollars or more on your first order when you download the doordash app and enter the code locked 23 subject to change terms apply that's 50 percent off up to a 10 dollar value when you spend 15 dollars save that money with the code Locked 23 at DoorDash. The best thing for Sundays is DoorDash. Let's get into our predictions, David, because this one feels like it should be easier than it is for me. I shouldn't feel like the Chargers, you know, aren't going to win this game convincingly, but unfortunately the Chargers haven't given us any reason to think this is going to be an easy Sunday because Chargers fans don't get easy Sundays. But before that, I need to tell you guys, make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, where you get Kyle Krabs, Tanitra Batiste, and Jarvis Davis talking with all of the local experts from around the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you that local insight to get you ready for your Sundays every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you guys check that out on every Locked On NFL channel. David, it's time for our offensive bold predictions here in a game. That's a must-win game for the Chargers like you talked about yesterday. Who do you have? Or what do you think is going to happen in Sunday's game? Yeah, so offensively for me, I'm, I'm going to have two just because my primary one is still maybe a little bit up in the air at this moment in time. Jalen Guyton did have a full participation in practice this week, and I do feel like Then bold predicted he's going to play and do something. Yeah. That's a bold prediction, baby. Yep, if you're going to go it. for it, go All for right. it. Let's do it then. I feel like Jalen Guyton's going to get activated. I think he is going to play on Sunday night, and I think he is going to announce his 2023 season in style with a bang, and I'm going a 40-yard touchdown for Jalen Guyton in his first game back with the Chargers. It would just feel like everything is right if that were to happen, right? Like, it's just like, okay, now we're back, right? Like, yeah. 
And you just hope that Jalen Guyton and Justin Herbert, just because he is, you know, does have that trust with Justin Herbert, they do have the chemistry that's been built over several yeah. seasons, right? Now going on year four together, right? Been and a lot of success. But he also hasn't played in a long time, right? So will right. that chemistry be there? I had that as one of my bold predictions too. back up just in case, you know, I didn't know who you were going to go with. I had a 60 plus yard touchdown, but that's okay. not my bold prediction, but that would be so sweet if it could happen. That would be awesome. Obviously man. the author too of that New York Giants catch, right? One of the best. Yeah, Justin one of Herbert the best throws, throws of all time. Of all time. Yeah. But I'll go, I'll keep it there. Justin Herbert goes off in this game. I'm Like I said, like it feels like it's only a matter of time before he reasserts himself and people I stop agree. questioning him. And it feels like this could be a game. I'm going 350 passing yards. 50 rushing yards and okay. three total touchdowns in this one for primetime Justin Herbert to shut up the haters a little bit and just show, hey, I'm here. You give me time, right? I can actually make things happen when I'm not running for my life. So if the Chargers can do that, I'd like to see it. So let's get to our bold predictions on the defensive side of things here, David. I'm going to go first because I don't want mine stolen on this one. I'm going rookie Tuli Tui Pelotu in this okay. game, and I have five Tackles for loss by Tuli in this game and a sack for the rookie. I think this is a game for him that's made for him, and I think that he is going to be a huge factor in how good the Chargers do defensively because he already is their best run defender. Like, he's up there, right? And, and at the edge position, that's huge. Khalil Max up there, too. He's a monster in run defense, but, like, this is going to be the game where those edges are tested. I think Tuli goes off for five tackles for losses all up in the Chicago Bears backfield. And has a day to remember in his rookie season. I wouldn't mind seeing him move him inside a little bit, too. I mean, Cody Whitehair has given up 13 pressures. Center Lucas Patrick's given up 12 pressures. So, I mean, I think there's a couple of Well, that's of why you'd like to see him get into that four-pass rush package, right? Yeah. Where it's him, Morgan Fox, Coelho, and Joey Boson. In that yeah. situation, somebody gets a good matchup inside. But, like, do you even need a good matchup inside when you're going up against these tackles? Like, they're no. all going to have a good matchup. There's no excuse yeah. for this Chargers pass rush to not get there. They should have got there more last week. This is a week for atonement. Yep, definitely. And I'm going to stick right there with the edge rushers. I feel like Khalil Mack's revenge tour against his old team <laughs> is going to continue. And this one, he's going to hit up one of his other former bosses. And I think he's going to drag down Tyson Bajant three times in this one. Oh, you know, Khalil Mack gets up for the games against his former employers. I think yes, he's he going does. to do it again in grand style. Yeah, I don't know if there's many other people you could put in the conversation with Khalil Mack as far as revenge games. I mean, last year he started his first game with the Chargers against the Raiders, gets three sacks. Yeah. This year against the Raiders, when it's not his BFF, six. Derek Carr, six sacks in a game. Oh, yeah, I love that. And, I mean, I think that would bode well for the Chargers going up against a rookie if he has a monster named Khalil Mack putting him on the dirt that many times. So, let's get to our game predictions here, David. I know... We feel decent. I feel okay about this game. I mean, the Chargers should absolutely win this game. But I think the tough thing, David, is that the Bears have been much better over their last four games, right? They're two yeah. and two in their last four, but the two losses are one score losses, and the two wins are 18, point, 18 plus point wins. As yeah. Lauren Cox told us, right? This will be their biggest test during that stretch. But yeah. it's all been one score losses and double digit wins for them in the last month. And they won last week with an undrafted quarterback. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday Night Football? Yeah, I think the Chargers offensively are going to come out firing. I think they're going to be able to get a lead early in this football game, and they're going to take the Bears' ability to run the football 
away from them, and I think they're going to have to. They're going to force Tyson away Bajan. from them. Yeah, well, they're going to force Tyson Tyson Bajan to throw a lot more than they want him to, and I think that is going to result in the Chargers winning this football game, and they're going to win convincingly for the first time this year. I know I'm crazy. I know I might might sound like a maniac doing this, but I have the Chargers winning 34 to 21. I think, okay. up, they, I think they pick up their biggest and best win of the season. I like that because I still think it's very possible that the you know Chicago Bears, even with Tyson Bajan, with this Chargers defense, have a chance to get to twenty points or somewhere around there, right? Yeah. And, and I like the what I like the most about that is like I don't think you're getting thirty four points and a half. So I mean, it feels like that's a more balanced game scoring where there's not a huge drought in it, right? Yeah. I don't. I mean, David saying hammer the over on Fanduel is what I'm hearing, but if you're in Good. a betting state, he likes the over. I would take or not. I mean, at least that he would take the Chargers with the spread. I would say it's not going to be that convincing. I still th- I think it's going to be their most convincing win of the season. But I have it Chargers 27, Bears 19. It feels like a weird game that can have a weird score to me. Uh, I, I just wish I could be more convicted. I picked the Chargers to lose the last two weeks against the Chiefs and the, and the Cowboys. But, like, they should win this game. There's no excuse yeah. not to. And the reason I'm picking them to win is because I don't think it can be a trap game when your season's on the line, right? right? Like what's there to look forward to is it, when you, if you don't win this week, yeah, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Like as I've seen people say trap game. And I think the hard thing is it's like, yeah, you know, if Josh Palmer doesn't play, if Gerald Everett doesn't play, maybe we're looking at this as a much easier game than it's actually going to be. Right. Maybe yeah. we're underrating how tough this game could be. If the Chargers are missing more key players offensively, especially. So it feels like a game that could be close chargers, have to win convincingly they have to put this game away and not get embarrassed on national television again again in the fourth quarter it can't happen it can't happen go out there dominate the bears on sunday night football give just a little bit of hope to your fans that you figured some things out and this is a team that you can go and do it against no excuses not to against an undrafted rookie quarterback go get the job done it's as simple as that but make sure you guys are back here with us after the game, we weren't here the last time after a live game on Sunday Night Live in primetime, I should say, a late game. We're going to do everything we can to have a live show for you guys, win or lose, on Sunday night after the game. To make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogmeyer at Drotalk SD, and the show's page at Locked on LAC. You can also find us at Locked on Chargers on Instagram and our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. Go get the job done. That's what it is. It's as simple as that. Bow up, be physical, get the job done in prime time, and we'll be back with you guys hopefully for a post-game victory show. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.